The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. An emergency Garden Report, the one you've been waiting for for 25 days. They get well, who's counting besides hours. Bobby, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Brown, five years, $304 million. He gets the full Supermax. He gets no player option. But does get a trade kicker, so negotiations boil down to that. Still waiting to see on some incentives, whatever else might be in there. Uh, but what, for now, looks like Brown pretty much gets everything he's looking for here. The Celtics get an extra year of team control. I'm sure that's what they held out on till the end here. And uh, he is now ineligible to be traded for a year. So Jalen squarely with the Celtics for at least a year here, but probably longer than that, Sherrod. First take. Well done, Jalen Brown. Uh, he gave us – this is the thing about Jalen. Uh, he's a pretty straight, no-nonsense guy, but he gave us a little drama with this by having meetings in Vegas that don't get a deal done. And, and there was a sense that what's holding this thing up, what's holding this thing up. And Jalen, he's he's a very thoughtful guy, and, and he wanted to take his time. And obviously he was looking to get the best deal he possibly could, which is kind of a hard thing for a lot of us to wrap our arms around when you're talking about 300 plus million dollars that you're going to get. Uh, but I, this to me, it's just it's a good deal from the standpoint of the Celtics. And think about this. The Celtics are a team whose core is built around two guys who are 25, 26 years old. And just historically speaking, guys usually don't peak until they're like 28, 29 in the league. So just imagine, and I think that's, if you're the Celtics, why it was so important to just try to lock in as many years as possible. Because this is a guy that if you look at his trajectory and you look at just in a grand scheme of things, NBA players trajectory, he's going to get better. In the next couple of years, Tatum's going to get better in the next couple of years. And it gives them the flexibility to keep him around and get a championship because it's not. Listen, we're we're not we're not saying anything that's earth shattering and just, you know, revolutionary. When we say that it's championship or bust time because you've got more than half a billion dollars that you're going to be tied up into two players. Uh, That's a lot of money, even by NBA standards. And you only do that type of investment if you're expecting at the end of the season to be the last team standing. And so to me, this doubles down on the belief and the understanding that this team, anything short of an NBA title is a failure every year from this point going forward. It's a failure. I can agree with that. I, I can get right behind that because and also should disappear any illusions or questioning that players may have had about ownership wanting them or the, the the fan base wanting them here. We want them here. And now they should be free and rich to go out and kick some ass and bring home banner 18. Let's do it, man. I'm psyched. I couldn't be happier that this is over and that the team can now coalesce around a new core and uh, let's see where they can go. No more questioning. No more questioning. Yeah. It's a big ownership commitment too, uh, Nick, because we questioned for years, wicking the tax. Well, here you go, $300 million for Brown. Next summer, less than a year from now, Tatum will sign his $300 million extension. So, Bobby, I want to push back real quick on this notion that Wick won't cut checks. Because think about this. Well, we know Thank now. you, Sherrod. Thank you, Sherrod. But he has had teams that were built to win a championship. And, and when I say built, I don't mean that they're in the top four or five. They're like top two, top three. He has cut the check. Kevin Garnett got paid. Ray Allen got paid. Rondo got paid. Paul Pierce continually got paid. He, it's not like he tries to undercut talented players when they have championship, not just championship aspirations, but championship potential. And this team with Jimmy Brown, with Tatum, you're bringing Porzingis, who if you start looking at the number three option around the NBA, find many number three options that are better than Porzingis. They have that now, and Malcolm Brogdon is going to play with, I think, a little bit more of an edge considering how things what got wobbly this, this offseason for him as far as whether he should be a Celtic, should he be traded. They're going to play with an edge. They're going to play with money in their pockets, and Wick's willingness to cut the check when he knows he has a team that is built to win a championship right now I, I don't understand where the narrative comes where he doesn't he, he doesn't pay for championship caliber teams. He doesn't pay for or teams that are pretty good. Why should you pay for a Maybach when your team is like a mid-size 
car. You're not going to do that. No one would do that. Uh, but this team, this is a Maybach roster that he's got, and he's going to pay Maybach money for that. So I, 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 I hate that narrative because it's just not based on anything that's real. But God knows, God help them if they they lay another stinker this postseason because Wick will be back Whoa, in the oh, room again. Yeah, blow it up. Blow it up. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So some people wondered whether Jalen was going to get a haircut here, whether we're going to try to cut this down a little bit. All along, I said he's going to get this full super max because, say down the line, they do look to move him in this new CBA where it's dollar for dollar trade matching, him making more money actually helps you get the best possible player back if it eventually comes to that. So he does get the full money here. Obviously, that's something he's looking for in this deal. Biggest contract in NBA history, by the way, until Tatum signs his next summer. (laughs) When you take a nap and then you wake up, he'll be number two or number three or number four. So He passes Nikola Jokic. Uh, Some people asked him about the trade kicker in here. Just to keep it short and brief, 15% 15% probably. Uh, it's it's basically an addition to his salary if he's traded. So 15% of what he's making now would go year by year. But if he's making the max, it, it doesn't have – like you can't make more than the max. So in the short term, it really doesn't mean a ton. Maybe down the line he's making less than the max. Maybe the cap keeps going up. And uh, it does give him some semblance of control in the later stages of this deal over where he goes because he could waive that um, gives him a little bit of, you know, a semblance of a no trade clause here, but nothing quite close. And of course he couldn't get a no trade clause in this deal. Uh, So it's something that he was able to get out of this. Haven't heard any incentives or anything like that in this one. I'd have to imagine this is fully guaranteed. So like, where would you, how much he could only make more money. You're saying built in the salary incentives. Yeah, but it can't be more than the max. So I'm tired of incentives. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I don't want another season of are they going to be all NBA? Are they? I just want a frigging championship. Yeah, I think it's going to be fair if you're all NBA. Just play your ass off. Yeah, so Jalen's in a good position here now. Um, The Celtics, again, one year to this date can't trade Brown. So ends up going pretty late into July. Uh, that gives him even more protection here. If you're wondering another possible reason that might have been kicked down the line here. Um, Sherrod, I know you're not too long to stay here. Any other thoughts on Jalen, this deal, what it means for him going forward? Do you think this means he'll be here for the long haul with this team? I think it puts him in a position where uh, something would have to go radically wrong with this organization, with his status, with his organization for him to leave now. Uh, they're opening up the wallet like they've never opened up the wallet before, and, and in part because they had to. He earned that uh, based upon the rules, uh, the CBA and Supermax and things like that. I do think he's going to be a long haul. I, I think he's slowly putting together the kind of platform that allows him to have a certain amount of sustainability in this community. Uh, Jalen has not been shy about getting out in the community since he's been here. Uh, He's looking to be a transformative figure. Uh, Now, before I what I'm about to say uh, gets twisted, because I know it will. um, When I think about just the imprint that Bill Russell made off the court, we're talking strictly off the court, being an agent of change, bringing about a lot of social and systemic changes because of who he was, what he represented, what he was about. I see a lot of that same impact in Jalen Brown off the court. Uh, I do think Jalen Brown, when he's done playing in Boston, he's going to be remembered and revered, I think, as much as what he did as a player as what he did off the court and the lives that he changed off the court. And whether that factored into this contract, who knows? But it's a bonus, to, in my opinion, if you're the Boston Celtics, to have a player who you can concern yourself with what he's doing on the court but not worry so much about what's happening off the court. I don't think we'll worry about seeing Jalen Brown on a IG video flashing a weapon. I don't think that's something that if you're the Celtics, you worry about or him being involved in any type of, you know, really nefarious, scandalous type of situations. Uh, Is it possible? Absolutely. But there's nothing in his background, nothing in what he's done in Boston that will lead you to believe that would happen. In fact, just the opposite of that. And so I think there's a lot of value when you have guys on your team who are good pillars in the community and pretty damn good basketball players. So that, to me, it it creates a win-win for Jalen. Now, only thing left to do is get the damn chip. 
That's it. Just get the damn chip, and we're good. Yep. I, I second that one. Uh, you guys know I moved recently, and as you can see, the walls behind me, I've not yet hung anything. I've been waiting for this because uh, I got this puppy right here. Autograph picture that I got to throw on the wall. You know, All right. Good day to break it out. again, baby. Look at that. Look at that. And he, of Look course, that on Twitter, assholes. Not <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're excited about this. I'm excited to move forward, right? I'm excited for a year where we're not going to have New York Times interviews midseason questioning the fan base and the city. I'm excited for, for, uh, them really coming together with chemistry and no more questioning whether they are wanted and that the, some of the baby stuff, you know, now there's no excuses. Jason knows what he's getting. Jason knows what he's getting. I'll continue in a moment. Sherrod, any more cl closing thoughts? You out? He's out of here. Sherrod. Yep, here in a second, but Nick, uh, I love the photo. I love the photo. I need to get one of those. Uh, all I got is my damn Jalen bobblehead up here. Uh, I need I need to get a little more Jalen in, in my life for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, See you, fellas. See you, And yeah, I'm to, assuming we'll wait one second, Bobby. To those in the, the chat saying, "Where's John? Where's John?" You'll get your John fixed tonight. The full garden. He's down in Foxborough training. Yeah, he's camp. in Foxborough for Patriots training camp, but the full garden report crew will be be in action tonight. I'm just stepping in, in a, at a moment's notice because. Uh, Bobby asked me to. Ahmed's um, head spinning right now. He's got Bergeron yeah. retiring. Brown. Yeah. Presser's about to go off. It's one of those days for Ahmed. Is uh, the presser going to be today? No, no. Patriots pressers. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, but I do expect a Jalen one short order. He is here in Boston doing his bridge program over at MIT uh, with the kids. Of course, he, he was at a Dorchester court opening what, a couple what days ago. Flip me a little bit. Was that? That court appearance that he did it wasn't celtics sanctioned it was him on his own and i know jalen does a lot in the community and we don't hear about it because he doesn't talk about it but to see him in the midst of all these pauses and contract negotiations to go downtown and be with the kids and uh, you sent me the kg retweet but i'm not surprised about that you could see the chemistry they have there between kg and, and jalen but you know, that was all I want as a fan is to know the guys that we're paying want to be here. Right. You know, and they're going to give it their all. Well, this is know? something we, me and you kicked around because, you know, Jalen's in limbo here. Obviously, the Lily talks were going on and the Celtics yeah. were reported to be in on that, not necessarily floating Jalen. I don't think they shopped Jalen at all this month compared to last year when they got in on the KD yeah. stuff. Um, but we said, would you do Lillard? We debated that a couple of times. And one of your big things was that Louie doesn't want to be here. And yeah. Brown, for some of the interviews last year and some of the discontent, and I'm sure leveraging he did with these interviews, always seemed invested here. Like mm, in, in ways. Come on, man. Where do you say that? Just because of the stuff we're talking about here, the connection you to don't the colleges, see much of the it. stores. You don't see a ton of it, but. I know as well as anybody that he doesn't want to promote a lot of it. I'm always reaching out like, oh, you want to talk about this? Or, you know, you want coverage know, of this I event know. or that? My, my, my thing is, is like the cryptic and vague messages in the paper don't help anyone. They don't right. help make change. They don't help the cause. They don't help the team. They don't help the fans. They don't help anybody. So I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see, and I think maybe last week was the start of it, Seeing maybe Jalen, who has every bit of the personality to pick, like Sherrod was putting him in, you know, majestic terms, putting him next, next to Mr. Russell. But, I mean, he has every bit of being able to not replace, but sit in for what Marcus is leaving behind in the community. Jalen can pick up that mantle, and I'm anxious to see him do that. Because, yes, the Boston Celtics, Wick Grosbeck, and the ownership group have committed a massive amount of money to Jalen, but so is the fan base. I mean, these guys are going, they're paying for tickets and they believe in Jalen and we believe he should get paid this type of money because he's earned it. Yeah. And it, it love is love us back, baby. Love us back without a check. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And people are going to be blown away by the numbers here on the deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 54 million in the first year, uh, 
goes all the way up into the 60s by the end of it. It's hefty, and it is it's, remarkable to look back on and think about where this guy started. Uh, raw talent what, coming in, the booze. Bobby, what CEOs make this kind of money? I'd have to, I'd have to pull up some so, numbers on that. I challenge fans, and NBA fans love to do it with CEOs. Get all over CEOs. Hold your players accountable now. You know, we're paying him uh, over a quarter billion dollars. Players need to be held accountable. And if the coaches aren't going to do it, the fan base sure can. Uh, but I, I think today's a day to celebrate, not to be. Free. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> everyone, I felt like, had universal acclaim for Jalen across the board here. Remember last summer, very few of these fans wanted to do the Durant trade. Uh Throughout the year, a ton of defense for him. But it did change a little bit in the East Finals, yep. given the performance well, he had, given the Game 7. Uh, I think, Bobby, I think that goes back to his interviews yeah. in the spring. I mean, that was just a boneheaded decision to make. And I don't know who was advising him. But, you know, not to say you can't speak. You should be an outspoken athlete. But don't speak in cryptic, vague terms. you got to be detailed when you're talking about this stuff so we can actually affect change. But... Yeah, I think fans were fed up, and I think that the Game 7 was a bit – if it was an eye-opener to fans in the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7, imagine the eye-opener to Jalen himself going back to the locker room after that game having been punked by a, a, a lesser talented team. Yeah, and let's kick around ultimately what this deal is going to look like in the long term here. First, I do want to shout out our official sports wagering partner who's very high on what the Celtics have done this summer. They're right up there with the Nuggets as championship favorites for next year. Uh, FanDuel has always loved the Celtics, and you can bet on them right now. Now that Jalen's locked in, now that you know what this team's going to look like, the big three here. Nick, you're going to jump in there. Yeah, I think we need to address who's second and third option. Because if I get one more more hysterical fan, Jalen fan, being in hysterics because he might be the third option – I'm going to bang my head off my desk. So, so let's let's loop these together. Bobby. Yes, because I, I, I did some writing about that this past week. I think it's the biggest question going into this year because everybody looked at Porzingis coming in and said, wow, this is going to be tough to maintain long term. Lots of money. I know Porzingis took a little pay cut on his extension. Not enough to really make this less devastating in terms of taxes and the second apron and all that. Mm. But year one, we know these guys are going to be playing together for at least the first year here. Mm-hmm. How are they going to make that work? And I asked Chris Stapps, I asked Joe at that opening press conference. This, these are guys who have huge usage percentages. Chris Stapps, 27 for his career. Jalen, right up around 30. Jason, right up around 31. We know Jason's not sacrificing here, but... Nor should he have to. When that last big three came together, Nick... It was all about sacrifice. Like everybody had to take a cut somewhere. I think we know Porzingis is going to be able to do it because he chose to come here and wants to win and all the rest. How's Jalen going to do it? You know, he had a ton of shots last year. He scored a ton last year. He got this contract. So obviously he's taking care of it. I'm telling you how he's going to do it. Do it in the locker room. Do it on the microphone after the games. Do it with the media. Do it as a leader example of example. Don't start with cryptic nonsense really be embrace boston if they do if he does he'll have success here because they'll have they'll have the chemistry that that i think miss is missing at times you know work on his dribbling that could be his contribution yes as as well as i think Mm -hmm. shooting corner threes again is going to be a big deal for him because he was so good at them i was pulling up the numbers from 2020 and i know it's kind of it has a negative perception stand in the corner, but somebody has to do it. And Grant did it so well. Guys who were great in that corner, you want to see them taking a lot of threes in that position. He shot 48% from three on those corner threes in 2020. Barely took any last year. Porzingis doesn't take any. Grant's gone, as we talked about. So I think on the court, that's going to be the big one for him. And he and, has kind of complained about being stuck in the corner at times. But yeah, again, someone probably, has to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a step further. Jalen can recommit himself to the defensive end of the court. That's a big one. That's what he needs to do. And if he could, I mean, I'm being a bit silly with the uh, no interview stuff. Um, what really he could do is his decision-making 
uh, on the fly and com- recommit to defense, man. I mean, we need it now. The Celtics need defensive mindset now. Yeah, and I'm optimistic about the style they're going to be playing on this end this year. I obviously went on Celtics beat the other day. Just because I love the personnel that they have to do it this year. And I obviously was not a fan of Joe's coaching style last year for a lot of reasons. But Porzingis makes a ton of sense on the defensive end for them because he can stay back at the basket. Guys can get more aggressive on the perimeter. And I think they're going to switch less this year. And that's going to benefit Jalen more than anybody because he can just stick to his matchup. Earlier in his career, he was so great defensively when he could just focus on one guy. And I think that is going to benefit him greatly. The switching was tough for him. He got lost. There was a lot of things he had to consider out there. And I think sometimes he got caught overanalyzing stuff and he'd get lost because he had a rough few defensive years here over the past few seasons. And you're right. He needs to get back to being that impact defender because he has all the tools to do it. Yeah, it's an effort thing. And a clear yeah. focus, effort and focus. I don't. I think less style, but style-wise, yeah, too. I mean, but how much did they play? They didn't do that stifling switching defense last year. No. Only at spots, and Jalen still was lost on defense. So I think those are the things he's got to commit to. But all in all, I mean, I can't think of a better – with more proof of performance duo in the league – Maybe big three. I mean, I'm not a Porzingis guy yet, but that's based on health, right? And also how Missoula is going to play him. If Missoula is going to put him out at the three point line and never post him up, I'm going to have to flip off and you know, switch off until the playoffs. I'm not going to be able to watch that terroristic basketball when they're losing and missing everything. You know, when they're hitting, it's beautiful. But, man, when they're losing, it's bad. So if they're going to post him up, let him play mid, and let that, like old-school basketball, open up your perimeter a little bit, I think they'll do really well because Jason can shoot, Brogdon can shoot, Jalen can shoot. Um, It should spread the floor more even. Yeah, and he's going to benefit too from the amount of space that they have here. Last Last year he played great inside the arc. The threes weirdly missing from him. I don't know what went on with his shot last year. Free throws, a struggle again for him in some key spots too. So this is the thing about Jalen. Like there was so much good last year. Had the year of his career, took huge steps offensively to becoming one of the better scorers in this league period. But you're right. The passing leaves stuff to be desired. The defense, especially a rough year for him on that end on a team that really took a step back in that regard. And so this is the stuff people are going to look at here. 50 million a year. Bobby, it's okay to look at it and be complimentive or to be fair and critical. Fans are supposed to be passionate, which means you're not always going to agree. But just because you say Jalen has to play better defense doesn't mean you're going to run him out of town and you hate Jalen. You know, as much as I I go at it on Twitter, I'll be honest with you, Bobby. 75% 75% of that is just to tweak the green teamers. I don't even believe half of what I'm saying. And I usually <laughs> retract it by the end of the conversation because they're so spastic. I'm going to call somebody out right now in this chat room that just keeps calling Jalen jealous. I mean, I don't, I think that's asinine. I don't think Jalen is jealous. <laughs> that's silly. What does he have to be jealous of? He's making the most money on the team. Well, do you think that'll calm his uneasiness with the situation here because he did voice a lot of it last year we heard it all you mentioned it the interviews you didn't love them it must Uh, even commentary even commentary like at the all-star game Mm -hmm. and he was an all-star last year but saying yeah i have to sacrifice a lot to be here it's okay you know it's great to win in boston and sacrifice is a part of that but i'm sacrificing a lot here like he always made it known that he's doing less than his potential here just to help this team win you know Someone just said my emotional IQ is lacking today. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at you, Boston Beta. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, that all goes in line with the interview, Bobby. I mean, you you just – there's got to be times where – there's got to be times where you're selective on on what you're you're getting out there, you know. I certainly don't think it helped them get more touches or sacrifice less. I think everybody on the team sacrifices at one time or another. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know why there is such a – like a versus within our own team in the fan base, like the Jalen guys or the Jason guys, like, why can't we just like both of them and, you know, support them both. So I, he's, I think it's okay for fans to say, yo, dude, you're making more money now than I will ever, me and my whole family will ever make in our entire lives. You're making it this year. 
So, you know, I don't know how much you're sacrificing, bro. Go win a championship. Let's do it. Let's effing go. How good do you feel about that now with all the moves they've made? Jalen secured. Porzingis in here. Brogdon here for now, I guess. Smart gone. That's a big one. That's a big one, man. I mean, I I, I can't give you any feeling whatsoever until I see what the uh, game plan of Missoula's and mindset and maturity level of our coach is going to be. I think that's number one. Number two is going to be, are they going to have any balls at all? Because so far they've not proven that they, I keep going back to the grant, Jimmy Butler situation. I mean, not one Celtic stuck up, stuck up for, for Grant with Jimmy in his face. And then after the fact, doubled down. And Jalen was one of them. No comment. You know, that's the stuff that these You know guys... what else Jalen said that I couldn't stand during that series? Grant had just had a great game. I forget what game it was. He came Jaylen. in, hit a bunch of threes, defended. I think it was in Miami. And I think I might ask, or someone asked about Grant and the game he had. And uh, mm. he was like, yeah, you know, Grant can be a really effective player when his head's screwed on right. <laughs> Very demeaning. It was demeaning, you know. Like and- he wouldn't just give him credit for the game. He's like, yeah, when this guy stays in line and, uh, you know, plays his role, he's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, well, I guess to a certain degree you have to deal with it. I did back in the day, but. You know, we're not live on camera. We are right now, but we're not Jalen Brown, right? So sometimes I think you say things and then you're like, oh, did I say that? You know what I mean? Especially after an emotional game. And I hope that's the case. But again, I I, I worry about a roster with no smart, no grant, no guts, right? So until somebody steps up and shows that they have, you know, the balls of the guts of a champion and – Missoula shows that, it, you know, he's got to do some growing up, bro. I don't care. He's I do want to talk about the coaching. I want to talk about the leadership first. I'm, I'm, before you to... move on, I'm, I'm, I would not be surprised, and I think a lot of people are saying this, if Sam Cassell is the coach by the end of the year. I wouldn't oh, take a okay. second Hold of on. this nonsense. Hold yeah, on. There's, there's a teaser. <laughs> Big shout out to AG1. It's drinkag1.com now. Make sure to note that as you're heading to their website and checking out oh, what they new. have to offer yep. here. That's new. Drinkag1.com slash garden. Uh, you knew them as Athletic Greens. It's AG1 now because it's all the stuff you need. 75 vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, probiotics, and more. Five travel packs with your first purchase as well. So go over there. Get a year's supply of vitamin D cool gear as well when you sign up for their subscription love the bottles love the containers that you store it in there love the color theme and it's a great tropical flavor as well you just pour it in your water each morning and you're getting all of that and more the energy boost and as you take it over time you'll just start to feel a little bit more energetic as you go it's drinkag1.com slash garden your supply of vitamin d5 free travel packs with your first purchase they've been a great partner uh, to the garden report here for a long time so go show them some love go try it out see if it's for you Reviews through the roof, Nick, over there. I always say they don't have to believe us. You can just go check out those reviews. Uh, Cassell, I'm glad you brought him up. I think his addition is going to be a big deal here. They're obviously asking the players, Brown and Tatum specifically, to step up with Smart on as the leaders on this team. I think Brad said as such. Uh, But also, they have to support Joe, keep pushing him to grow as the head coach here. And so they've brought in a bunch of other coaches, uh, namely Sam Cassell, to support him and i thought i want to get to your take there because i find that very interesting but i talked to sam in vegas a couple times he was out and about all over the place out there and he said he had this line i don't have the exact quote in front of me but he wants the team to start enjoying themselves more taking that pressure off themselves, which I think he saw a lot of through that series. Obviously he was coaching on the other side in the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. series, but he said something specifically about you don't have to change the world. You don't have to solve all the problems in the world. The only thing that matters for us is winning the championship this year. And he said, that's what I'm going to make sure these guys care about. I'm going to make sure they know what it's like to be a champion in Boston and just how that will change your life. And how happy I am. It seemed like he was talking specifically to, to Jalen. No, I'm just kidding. He told to Jalen. All right. Because I think Jalen's someone who carries a lot of weight yeah, he, in he terms of the team. Every, yes, he does. 
but also off the court. I think, you know, we see all the stuff he's trying to accomplish here and we love it. It's amazing. It's added to his legacy. And I think just adds this new layer to why he need to stay a Celtic because all that stuff's obviously crucial. But I think Cassell's trying to simplify the game for Jalen in a way that's going to make it easier for him and not have this spiral effect on him when things seem to go wrong here. Cause that game seven was hard to watch Nick. Ooh. Everything went wrong and it just kept going wrong and he couldn't pull himself out of it. So, you know, I, I think a lot of the commentary in terms of Cassell and what he want to bring to this team and easing the pressure on this group related to Jalen. In the chat room, Bob, I agree with you on that. In the chat room, and of course we're only speculating, but in, in the chat room they're saying, well, why don't you give Joe a chance because he now finally has his staff. And I think that's absolutely my point. This is not his staff. I mean, the Celtics brass hired these guys. Usually you hire a coach who comes in with the staff. <clears throat> Cassell is a Celtics guy through and through. Uh, who else did they bring in? Lee? What, what's his name? Charles Lee from the Bucks. Charles Lee. A that champion. Was a, that, but that was a Brad hire. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody. I, well, that's a Celtics hire. Isn't that a Brad hire? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So where's the Joe hires, guys? So everybody's saying, wait for Joe to get his team. He's got his team. Listen, Joe just needs to grow up. I know that sounds silly, but that's what he needs. He needs to go out and treat the media the way that uh, he wants to be treated and set an example for his players and call timeouts and stop being stubborn and stepping on his own foot. That's really what I think, but... If you look at it through last year, Bobby, a lot, Jay, or, uh, Marcus was a lot of this, you know, the, the placating of uh, or the patronizing of Joe in pressers. You know, I'm a big presser guy. You know that. I watch the pressers more than I watch the games even. Um, and the patronizing. And that shows that that, that probably um, kind of ekes through to everyone on the team, I would think. So there's, I think there's a buddy-buddy type relationship there that Joe really has to separate himself and prove that he could do it. And let me just explain to everyone, Nick, what I'm like, and Bobby could attest to this. I am a number one to say I'm wrong when I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I want to see Joe Mazzula do well. I don't want to see him suck. I want to see him do well. But if he doesn't, eh, we got Sam Cassell. So I'm happy. That's the point. That's Lee's actually, I think Lee's the top assistant, so maybe he would yeah, be in line there. Maybe, but I mean, the fans would love Sam for sure. Is Lee the first assistant? I think he is, yeah. You know, and they that's the seat he had in Milwaukee, came over to take the same seat here. Obviously, Budenholzer got fired, but I love the staff, and that's something that I think John rolls <sighs> his eyes at. But yeah, no, I think it's important. <laughs> I do I think, think it's important because important. we saw where it limited them last year, and of course, as Dart Adams was talking about in our last episode. You had a suspicion that the EMA guys weren't thrilled about this. And what happens at the end of the year with Joe becoming head coach? They all shoot out the door and they're yeah. all back with the EMA. And I mean, that's you know, telling. Yeah. So they had to reshape things. I think they all played their part to help him last year. But at the end of the day, it wasn't his staff. And I do think that's something that's going to be different this if year. If for nothing less, even if they're not his staff right now, um, he's at least involved from the very beginning. So he's got a stamp on that. So it gives him more of a, but, but Joe just has to, and I see a little bit of it. I mean, I saw his presser at summer league. I saw his presser at Porzingis. I mean, he seems like he's a little bit, but there were times last year, Bobby, where he had fans scratching their heads, Joe, as much as the players, just his reactions and whatnot, by the way, while we're celebrating Jalen remaining a Celtic, man, I just want to send prayers to LeBron James's family for sure. I mean, I don't want to get into a whole discussion about it, but I think it's pressing to know that, you know, Bronny, what happened, you know, I mean, what do you have, cardiac arrest? I mean, we as Celtics fans can absolutely, we we all choke when we hear that because of Bias and Reggie Lewis. God, I, I my prayers are with LeBron, his wife, his kids, his, his whole family. Yeah, uh, that was awful to hear this morning. Awful. Yeah. Awful way to start the day. Yeah, it sounds like he's out of the ICU yeah. in stable condition. So sounds like he's going to be all right. Got immediate care at USC there. Uh, he's about to start his first season at USC. So hopefully that's still able to happen here. And, of course, hopefully. full recovery. Um, I know you got to get out of here in just a minute, Nick. But yep, yep, yep. I, I just think to wrap everything we talked about here, 
it's just a huge weight off everybody's shoulders. Uh, he doesn't have to go into this year shooting for that all NBA. There's no free agency looming ahead now, which would have been awful. There was no way you could have gone into this year without doing that. And I think for now, and I'd say this year, and I have to think he'll be back next year as well for certain. And, you know, who knows? They need to live up to expectations this year. If they win a championship, I think you could be looking at it and saying, like, all right, he's here for the long, long haul. Like, this Jaylen, you're going about. into the future. Yeah. I it's think not- for nothing, Brad's committed to these guys. I mean, he's proven it. But they had, like you said at the start, they had to pay him this money now, correct? Yeah, they I mean, had to. And it gives you that year where you can't trade him. So, like, that's the undisputable time that you're going to have him here. It stinks, Nick, but in this modern NBA, five years, six years, including this year, doesn't mean six years in a Celtics uniform. So, I don't think anybody's looking at this and saying Jalen's still going to be here in 20. 20- not after Marcus is not after the Marcus. I mean, I don't think anybody thought Marcus things can change. Whatever. And you know things what? A big change. part, a big part of that Porzingis deal was the flexibility. They're yeah. going to have a lot of different ways to go into the future. They're adding a lot of salary to their roster, which you love from Wick's perspective, and they have a lot of different directions that they can go in depending on what happens here. And overall, before, you got to like what they did this off season. Yeah. Before you wrap, well, I don't know. They got dude. That bench is light, man. It's light. But I mean, but I mean, listen, the one thing that Celtics fans can always take comfort in, and I do as an old school, you know, boomer, you know, grandpa fan is the fact that our, our stars, Jalen and Jason want to play basketball. They don't want to be load management. (laughs) They don't want to take, Jason has to be forced not to play or forced to sit. So yes, we need a bench. We need the Celtics need to stay healthy. But these guys aren't afraid to put in big minutes if they have to. And and that's one thing in, in today's NBA that we all got to go like, oh, man, we are lucky to have Jalen who, who who has an injury. You know, it gets injured here and there, but never just sits out. And Jason just won't sit. And I want to close out with one thing, Bobby, about Sam Cassell. You mentioned that. And it kind of hit me here because from the – You egg mentioned load, Max. Did he? Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, did, he did. Didn't he? You know, I, you would say that in about Sam and, and, and I think about it, I don't want to call them exit interviews because whatever PR did to exit and what that was not, we don't do exit interviews anymore. So whatever the lat, the elimination night after game seven, from that point to Brad's post uh, season press conference to Cassell, I think that might be the first mention of championship. Right. Missoula, no, not a word. Not a player. I mean, Marcus was going back and looking at film as if they were playing another day. <laughs> uh, you know, um, Joe has not said, what is this? There you go. That's this the is only goal. Cassell. That's a tradition in Boston. See, now these are the things, and I want to look at Maxwell. Cornbread gets a, I want to I say to fans out there, the younger fans that pick on me, the old guys, whether they mean it or not, this is all we want to hear. That's the tradition in Boston, win the championship, playing for guys who won previously for us, Garnett, Pierce, Russell, Cousy, Maxwell. The history goes on. It's about them. That's the thing that our guys have to understand. It's a pride thing. That will get us Banner 18. It's a great way to close out. I will, yeah. That attitude. That was a great interview. That's available up on uh, Stealing Us Media, Cassell's first interview as a Celtics assistant. I love that addition. What I time like are you guys deal. back? Uh, what time are you guys back tonight, Bobby? We're usually in that eight o'clock slot, so I'd say give or take eight. Um, so, so everybody eight. who's here, subscribe and and hit those notifications, so that way when they go live, you're notified. I gotta say, off the top, Jimmy, I don't think thrilled with this deal. He never loved the idea of paying Jalen this much, which I get the pause. That'll be if fun. there's not going to be improvement in the future, John. I don't know. I'm very interested nah. to see. Here's what Where I think. I think John's John's going to say, "Listen, you had no choice. You had to do it." But he's not. He will not like committing to Jalen for, you know, the full five years or whatever. Which I don't really see why you have to. There's no no trade clause, right? I guess because there's no option at the end or something. I don't know. There's no no trade clause. There's no player option in the fifty year. So you have six years of control of Jalen Brown now, which is very valuable. Uh, don't let him hear you say that. How about? partnership with Jalen Brown let's stay on the right on the right page for Jalen to be happy all year 
partnership, not Between ownership, Jaylen not and management. The Celtics. Yeah. yeah, and that's that. You know, that's why these six-year deals aren't quite six-year deals. You know, they'll work yep. together. Something needs to change down the line. But of course, yep. no tr- no trade clause. Celtics keep that control. There's a trade kicker. I'll get into that when you get out of here, Nick, and explain that to now. everybody. Everybody, get your questions for Bobby because, you know, he loves talking to you. If you, you got any questions, so. yeah, we'll close it out here with a little Q&A this was, before. This was fun, but I got to go make the donuts, Bobby. No one's going to get that old pun from from uh, Mr. Donut commercials. I got to go to work. All right. So you gotta, <laughs> I got to sell some ads. <laughs> All yeah, right, I'm out of here. Let's do it. I'm, I'm going to sell Celtics. some as well here. Banner 18, Jalen. All right. Stay off my back on Twitter. Late. All right. Appreciate Nick. Close it out here with some of your questions and factor meals. Factor meals is still the best way to close out this summer. August looms. You're trying to get as much done as you can. Summer's halfway gone. You're busy. Vacation's coming up. Getting ready for school, maybe. Whatever it's got to be. You're out there trying to get stuff done. Enjoy the time that's left this summer. So the last thing you want to be doing is cooking, prepping, all that. Factor Meals throws that out the window. These are ready-to-eat meal kits. It's America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit with over 34 options, sides, breakfast options, all the rest. I love the shakes. I just can't stop raving about them, and I've run out. So I got to go and order some more of these. You know, there's some options you'll like. Some options you may not like as much, try them out. It's all customizable, and they're all ready to go in two minutes. That's the key thing. Throw it in. You got somewhere to be, eat it, and you're on your way. And it's all great stuff. Love Factor Meals. I've really enjoyed using them this summer, and it's keeping me on the go, especially as news breaks and all the rest. Had to throw some in right before this. Eat quick. Get on the air. That's Factor Meals, and you can get 50% off your first box when you head over to factormeals.com slash garden50. That's factormeals.com slash garden50 to get 50% off your first box. Factormeals.com. All right. Let's wrap it. All the details here. What we know. Five years. So, as Bobby Marks drew up here on Twitter, a little bit of a cap bump, so he ends up getting... Over $50 million in his first year here. That's going to set the tone for this deal. With $52 million in 2025. So this starts the season after this season. Jalen still signed at $30 million this year. All-NBA gave him a little boost on that last year. I don't believe there are incentives in here. I think this is a fully guaranteed $304 million contract for Jalen Brown. Which guarantees him the max salary. And through 2029, the Celtics have team control with these 8% raises. $56 million in 2026. $60 million in 2027. $64 million in 2028. $69 million in 2029. I know that's going to blow some people out of their chair. Again, the whole reason I said that they're not going to try to make him do a haircut they're not going to try to save a little bit of tax money. They're not going to try to cut $20 million off this deal or negotiate it down. Is because in this new CBA, where if you're over that second apron line, which this team will be, with a Porzingis' extension starting next year at $30 million, Jalen starting, Tatum still has one year left before his player option, so he can extend next summer uh, to start his deal in 2026. But you're inevitably going to be over that tax line next year so what's that mean you have to trade in trades dollar for dollar they used to be 120 percent matching you used to have a little bit of wiggle room when you were doing your trade machines not anymore it's got to be dollar for dollar so if you were going to trade Jalen down the line and you want to get the best possible player back you know, brainstorm whoever you want to here. They're making super max money too. So, into the future, guys who are making super maxes in the future, uh, guys who are currently on those deals more specifically, it's got to be dollar for dollar. So, 
you'd inevitably, if it comes to this, want to trade Brown for a star. He needs to make that much money. So they were never going to push him for less here. Number two, no player option. Obviously a win for the Celtics. More time if they want to keep him long-term in a Celtics uniform, under team control, less leverage for him to ask out in the middle of this deal. And I do think this is a big reason that this extended out the same way it did was the leverage when it came to team control over the long run here. I think a little bit of distrust emerged in that Kevin Durant trade saga last year. All the commentary this year about Jalen's future. Well, now they have him for six years. Much harder if you're Jalen to push out of that deal anytime soon. I'd say anywhere within the next three to four years here. It'll be very difficult for Brown to successfully ask out of this contract. On the other hand, from Brown's perspective, this team wants to move me. Opportunities arise down the line, and I'm the name that's being floated as I often am here. I can't get a no trade clause, not allowed in an extension if you didn't have one previously. So, what's the next best bet here? I can't get that player option. That gives me a little bit more leverage. If the team wants to trade me somewhere else, I can say, oh, I only have two years left here with this next team, and then I can opt out of my player option, head back into free agency in 2028. Well, not anymore. So what's his leverage in a trade deal down the line here? Best he could get was the trade kicker, which I think comes out to 15%. That's the max he could have gotten. And what that basically does is pay him 15% on top of his contract from the Celtics if they were to trade him. And of course, that'll go on a salary sheet and all the rest. But the key point is here, and this is why I don't think this is as massive of a win for Brown as it probably looks on paper, but it's something that he can utilize into the future. A trade kicker just goes in the trash if you're making max money. So this year, or you know, starting next year, Celtics trade Brown, you know, not saying they're going to, but there's no trade kicker. He's making the max money. He's making the super max. So it just goes in the trash. You can't make more than the NBA max at that point. Now, of course, the cap goes up a little bit each year. The salary also goes up a little bit each year. So I think for the first couple of years of this deal, at least that trade kicker doesn't really mean anything. And in the end, it might not mean anything anyway. Say you get down the line last year, this deal, that trade kicker is able to you know, sprinkle a little money on top of this, make it tough to get a deal done. Say the other team, they're close to that second tax line or there's just some sort of salary issue here. Maybe the salary matching at that juncture that prevents a deal from getting done. Jalen has the ability at that point to waive the trade kicker, push a deal through to somewhere he would want to go, prevent a deal from going through maybe to somewhere he doesn't want to go. It's not quite a no trade clause. And again, if you're making super max money like this, I really think it's such a narrow gap, even in the later stages of this deal of being able to put on money on top of the money he's already making here. So the trade kicker, it's nice, but I do think the Celtics won here in terms of getting no player option and the trade kicker really doesn't mean a ton, especially in the short term. Down the line, it might end up being a big piece he can use to leverage where he wants to go if this thing does break down down the line. But for now, I think all you can say here is that the Celtics and Browns set themselves up nicely to play through this year without any trade rumors hanging over his head. Play into most of next summer now because one year to the day he signs this, he cannot be traded. So Write down on your calendar, July 25th, 2024. That's going to be the trade date for Jalen, where he's eligible to be traded again. But even beyond that, if they take care of business this year, if they're right within reach of a championship or even win a championship, this sets up Tatum, Brown, those two to play together in the distant future. Now, the money's ginormous. The tax implications, massive. By the end of this deal... Celtics could be paying $5 on the dollar for tax for in tax. 
And, you know, again, no player option here for Jalen. That's where things get interesting. With Porzingis signed here for a couple of years, Brown, Tatum starting in 2026 is going to be making this kind of money, or 2025, or 2026, yeah, will be the first year of his Supermax. 2025 for Jalen. So they do have a little runway up to this roster costing an exorbitant amount of money, and Porzingis did them a little bit of a solid two in taking a pay cut. But there will be questions down the line. Celtics just kicked them forward into the future and now can focus for at least, I think, the next two years here on winning that championship around these three players, Derek White, Al Horford in the late stages of his career, Robert Williams is some real big man depth at that position alongside some of the free agent additions they brought in as well this summer and I don't think this team's necessarily done. Open roster spot. Does Blake come back? I still think that's a question that's up in the air. Three non-guaranteed contracts. Luke Cornett, Justin Champagny, and Delano Benton. Also non-guaranteed in that first year as well. I think just 200000 So there's some real room for competition into camp. Celtics have a trade exception as well. Just around $6 million or so for Grant Williams, but it's a piece if opportunity arises here. feels like the NBA is kind of stuck around these James Harden and Damian Lillard trade requests. Celtics, of course, probably out of the running on Lillard at this point with Brown uh, signed long-term. I think it would have taken him to get in on that. And, of course, the salary is just way too big to add to this mix now long-term. So I would say this means they're out on Lillard. Brown, here long-term, he will have a press conference any day, I'm sure. And we'll be back tonight talking it with the full crew. Stay tuned for the alert. Subscribe to the channel. You'll get an alert right when we schedule this show. We'll all be back tonight talking about this, kicking it around, debating it. Some more perspectives. I think Nick and I both generally like this deal. I think you're going to hear from a few guys who don't like it as much tonight which I understand. I had some pause about this too. And I was willing to consider moving on from Brown and the right deal arose. But on a one-year deal, it really didn't make sense here. And this became the only option for both sides. Took some negotiation, but they, uh, in the end, say no player option for Jalen. I think that's a big win for Boston. And for Brown, $304 million, a massive win. Having to play for All-NBA last year. Gets it done. Makes the team. And substantially boosts his financial future. The highest paid player in NBA history now, Jalen Brown. Uh, congrats to him. Congrats to the Celtics keeping this together. And this puts us in a little bit of uh, vacation territory now. In the meantime, Patriots camp getting started. I'm sure they'll have some reaction uh, over on Patriots Press Pass. We'll have plenty of reaction to this. Patrice Bergeron retiring today. Of course, we have a Bruins channel as well. Head over there for a reaction to that from Evan Marinovsky and all the rest. Uh, and we'll stay tuned on the Celtics front here. Again, stay tuned any day now for a press conference. I'd have to imagine that they're going to really hype this up and get Jalen out here talking about you know how he's excited to be a Celtic long term. In the meantime, I'm Bobby Manning. This has been the Garden Report, breaking news edition. Jalen Brown, five-year, 304 million Supermax extension keeps him in Boston through 2029 on paper. Trade kicker included. No player option. No incentives. Fully guaranteed. Jalen Brown extended here this afternoon. I'll talk to you guys later tonight.